They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And of course, uh, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today is Thursday, February 3, 2022. So uh, welcome, everybody. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot. And today is Thursday, which means tonight is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Sini, who, of course, uh, also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. But uh, Thursday nights, he's at the Hop Knot. Make sure you register for that early. Those tables fill up very quickly. It's a very popular feature there at the Hop Knot. Thursday nights, they've got uh, Bill Sini's trivia. Friday nights, of course, live music. They've got another gender uh, gender blender event. (laughs) A gender blend. A gender blender event. Sometimes my uh, brain, it just smushes the words together. Uh, Coming up on the 5th, uh, which is this weekend, so... Uh, such a wonderful place, the Hop Knot, and uh, those delicious gourmet pretzels are pretty good too. So, to me, that's my favorite part. But uh, yeah, please visit the Hop Knot on Elm. Uh, and uh, like I said, if you're going to do the trivia, just make sure you either get there early or, or uh, go online or call them and register a table uh, before those fill up. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, coming up on today's show, a couple quick programming notes. Uh, Coming up in the second hour today, I will be joined in studio by the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Ouellette. So he wants to come in and hang out. So always a good time with Glenn. And uh, and then tonight, uh, immediately following this program, it is the first Thursday of the month, which means I will be making my uh, monthly appearance on The Dr. Kevin Show. 
Uh, so that is online. That streams on the OM Times Radio Network. That's OM, O-M as an OM, OMTimes.com slash I-O-M. The first Thursday of the month, I call into Dr. Kevin's program and we discuss politics from 6 to 7 p.m. So you can stream that. And of course, if you don't get a chance to uh, listen to that live, you can uh, go back and check it out later. OMTimes.com slash IOM. So if you want a little extra of me on this Thursday, uh, that's how you can do that. Of course, here at WMNH, coming up immediately after the show at 6 p.m., is the weekly die on. And uh, there's a special announcement being made on tonight's show. I don't know if it's okay for me to say what it is or not. So just um, if you're a fan of the Weekly Die On, you're definitely going to want to hear uh, tonight's uh, program. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, tomorrow on the show, of course, every Friday, we have Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Uh, a little bit of a switch uh, this week. He, the, the film he was going to do, he's going to hold off on, and instead he's going to be reviewing In the Heat of the Night, uh, which is very cool. And by the way, I know, uh, Eric, I see you in the uh, chat. Um, in the Heat of the Night, easily in my top five of all-time favorite films. Uh, Jenny and I watched it a year or two ago. Um, she had never she had never seen it. I, I think she said she had only seen the television series. And the, the show was good, too. I mean... You know, Carol O'Connor and uh, Howard Rollins. Uh, but um, the show was good, but it could never live up to the film. The film is incredible. I remember uh, Paul E.C., I think just within the last year, he had seen it for the first time and loved it. I say it's the perfect film. There's just, there's nothing you can do to it to improve it. It's it's that good. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. But uh, if you haven't seen it, or if you have, you will probably enjoy Eric's uh, film review. I forgot to mute my phone. That's uh, not like me. Sorry about that. There we go. But, uh, yeah, so in the heat of the night. So we look forward to that. And uh, if you didn't see it, too, I think it's already up on John Hopwood's YouTube channel. Uh, I don't have it up yet on the IPM Nation YouTube channel, uh, but I will uh, shortly. But Eric also uh, made a, another appearance on this week's. Uh, the show is, is now called uh, WW... YP? No, WPYP, which stands for We Pick Your President. That's the new name of John Hopwood's show. And it sounds like he's probably already uh, uh, going to uh, uh, change the name. <laughs> it's called We Pick Your President because we are here in the great state of New Hampshire. And we pick your president. We have the nation's, uh, the first in the nation primary. John Hopwood has expressed on the program, he doesn't think that we necessarily are worthy of that responsibility and that, you know, some people think that um, a more demographically diverse state should be the uh, state to have the first in the nation primary. Some people think it should be like a rotating thing. It should change every four years, but that it should be, you know, other places, not New Hampshire, places that are more uh, ethnically diverse and so forth. Uh, I say, uh, much like uh, Charlton uh, Charlton Heston said about uh, guns, I say about the first in the nation primary, you will have to pry it from our cold, dead hands. We are never giving it up, no matter what John Hopwood says. We will always be first in the nation. And every once in a while, somebody will try to play some games and move up their primary, but then we just move up ours. You'll never beat us. We will always be first. 
So, uh, so I like the name of uh, John's uh, show, We Pick Your President, but apparently he's already uh, going to be changing it again. He's had several names. In the end, he always goes back to Ward 13 with John Hopwood, but, uh, you know, for a while it was Queen City Chronicles, and uh, I think it had some other name at some point. I don't know. I can't keep track. Uh, Eric says in the chat, I do not think Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song will be reviewed at any point. Oh, all right. Well, very good. I've actually never seen that film, so... But, uh, but I do love In the Heat of the Night. Oh, Nemi Jones in the chat says, I don't know now that Bill Gardner's gone. Yeah, Bill Gardner, who was our uh, Secretary of uh, Secretary of State here in, or State, of, what was his official title? Uh, I forget now, I'm blanking on that. But anyway, he, he here in New Hampshire, he protected our primary. He was in that job for like 120 years. Uh, a lot of Republicans, uh, even though he was a Democrat, uh, Republicans also supported him. He was uh, well-liked by everyone, but I think he was in that job for about 120 years, and he's about 140 years old. I think he got the job when he was 20 and just uh, stayed there. But anyway, yeah, that's true with Bill Gardner. No, no, no. We will—Secretary uh, of State, yes. Uh, thank you, Nemi. Um, yeah, Bill Gardner, uh, I forgot, actually, that he was uh, gone or on his way out. Oh, let's see. Uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to uh, call in today, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can opine and interact in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to call us at 603 603- 2506007. Nemi says uh, in the chat, uh, I'm having the same kind of day. Brain ain't feeling it. I'll tell you what, I- I'm very much affected by the weather. I always have been. So when it's um when it's gloomy and dreary and rainy outside, it's hard for me to quite get all the neurons firing. You know what I mean? Oh, especially in the winter. But let's say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Eric Pilcher, I did mention, is in there. Uh, Jenny joins us and says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us. Of course, Mike from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Chris Rose from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts joins us and says, good afternoon. Hello, Chris. Rocky Huber says, what's up, family? Hello, Rocky. Um, oh, Eric says, I'm going through the show now, and it is quite great. I assume you mean the television program in the heat of the night. Yeah, the show, like I said, I, 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 w- I would not describe... Uh, I would not describe the show as great. I would describe the show as good. The film is great. The film is beyond great. The show never, I don't think the show, in my opinion, never achieved greatness. It just, but I mean, again, you know, great cast, you know, you can't go wrong with Carol O'Connor. Um, but Rod Steiger is, uh, Chief Gillespie. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know. And and Howard Rollins was fine as uh, as Tibbs, but but no Sidney Portier. You know what I mean? So I I th- I, th- I like the show. I like the show, but I love the film. Um, Eric says uh, regarding uh, the other film he was going to review, could not find the right angle, and sometimes it's best to just walk away. I understand. Um, it is Black History Month, of course, uh, the month of February. So that's, um, you know, that's the, the kind of the, the theme for Eric's uh, film reviews uh, this month. 
Tom Blanchard says, uh, hello, Tom. Uh, John Hopwood wrote an article about the theaters of Manchester. I was reading last night. It was very interesting. Yes. Well, John's a, a very good writer. Uh, Rocky says, uh, I'm ready to clock out and go home and smoke some devil's lettuce. Devil's lettuce. My goodness. Is that like... Uh, uh, I don't put lettuce in my salad. I uh, I find it's uh, it, it just takes up room. It, there's no it doesn't taste like anything. There's no real nutritional value to it. But uh, devil's lettuce does sound interesting. I, I would imagine it has uh, a little bit of a little bit of a flavor to it. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, Rocky. All I know is I enjoy a delicious salad. <clears throat> Eric says, I think for a TV show at that point in time, the writing is just so well done and the acting, not a fair comparison to the film. Right, yes. It could, it could never be as good as the film, of course. Uh, Nemi is asking, uh, where is that article, John Hopwood's article? Um, I I know he writes uh, columns for medium.com, so I assume that's where it was, or, or it might have been in Manchester, Inklink, if it was specific to Manchester, Maybe Tom can clarify for us because I've not seen the article myself. But uh, I would like to read that as well. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number if you would like to join us. 603-250-6007. By the way, Jenny brought this to my attention. Uh, This is uh, a gentleman from New Hampshire you might be familiar with, but of course, even if uh, you're not from New Hampshire, you might be familiar with him because he was an early, I think he was the first official campaign manager of the Trump campaign in 2016. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, New Hampshire's own. And according to insider.com, Corey Lewandowski is back in Trump world with an assignment to oust New Hampshire's popular GOP governor, Chris Sununu. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, uh, Mr. Trump feels that Sununu has been disloyal. And, by the way, I, you know, I see uh, Chris Sununu, and, and he's is running for another term as governor. We thought he was going to be, uh, and Nemi says, oh, I thought it was Jerry DeLamis, LOL. No, no, no. No. I like Jerry, though. He, he You know, he uh, the night before he went to jail, he uh, he and his wife, Sue, bought uh, Gary Hopper and I dinner uh, downstairs at Margarita's and you know, I am uh, easily bought off with food. Um, but uh, no, uh, it's my stomach's world. You all just live in it. But no, uh, Corey Lewandowski apparently uh, tasked with uh, trying to find uh, someone to uh, displace uh, Governor Sununu, uh, to which I would say good luck. I mean, he's he's quite popular. And... Um, He's, uh, by the way, the only Republican I voted for in the 2020 election, but I did. I was happy with uh, the way he was handling COVID, and I was also happy to see him uh, push back on— actually, he just kind of tried to ignore uh, the uh, the base of the Republican Party that was very angry with him and still is angry with him, uh, in many instances, it would seem, for actually taking the pandemic seriously because many in the party would have preferred that he— uh, just uh, let it run rampant because they didn't think it was a big deal or they thought it was all a hoax or uh, whatever, um, you know, uh, stupid things uh, these uh, people believe. So. <laughs> uh, Eric in the chat says Matt's logic food greater than convicted man. <laughs> I kid Matt. 
<laughs> no, it is true though. It is true. I mean, geez, once you've once you've bought me dinner, I mean, you could you could be an international crime lord, and uh, you know you're, you're in the mob or something, and you know it's like uh, well, whatever. You you know I, I enjoyed those tacos at Margaritas, or or maybe I had the burger. I don't remember. Margaritas does a great burger. Mexican restaurants in general, in my uh, in my experience, do phenomenal burgers. I mean. You know, it's not necessarily most people's first choice. You go to a Mexican restaurant, you're going to have some Mexican food, and a, a burger is not traditionally considered Mexican food per se. But Mexican restaurants do do phenomenal burgers, including margaritas. I remember Mike Doyle's uh, might be uh, one of the few things on a short list of uh, things Mike Doyle and I agree on. I think it was Mike Doyle who called into the morning show once and said, you know who does a great burger and it's kind of the best kept secret around here is Margarita's right downstairs. He's uh, He called the morning show. He said, it's right downstairs from you guys because it is. It's it's right underneath. Well, not right underneath us. It's on the first floor. We're on the third floor, but it's in this building, Margarita's, and they do a great burger. And the tacos and other things are good too. But... Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I I was um, pleased uh, to see Governor Sununu kind of uh, ignore those people. I mean, it got so bad that he was in danger. You know, they ended up having his uh, his most recent inauguration had to be, uh, you know, it was going to be a, a public event. And I, I forget exactly what they ended up doing. I mean, I, I think they just made it a private ceremony because, you know, people were threatening to kill him. Uh, at one point they found somebody in Sununu's backyard at the governor's mansion with a gun, you know, I mean, um, these people really, (laughs) you know, really were angry at Sununu for, uh, you know, between, you know, you've got, you've got conservatives who don't believe in science and you've got, uh, you know, uh, the libertarian wing in the uh, Republican Party here in New Hampshire, many of whom it turns out also don't believe in science. Boy, that was an eye opener for me. I'll tell you, the, the the libertarians and the free staters and, uh, you know, I people who I, I thought believed in science, but it turns out that as with, you know, because ideology, this is what it does to people, uh, it turns out they only believe in science uh, right up to the point that they find it inconvenient. And then uh, as soon as they find out science dictates, they might have to put on a face mask when they walk into a Walmart. Well, all of a sudden, they're just they're just very upset. You know, they believe in the right of free association the right of free association in this case being that, you know, a private business should have a right to tell you that, well, if you want to come onto our private property uh, and do business with us, that you have to wear a face mask. But apparently uh, the right of free association does not apply when uh, you find something inconvenient. Uh, And boy, it sure is just what uh, uh, the horror of horrors having to put on a face mask for 10 minutes while you do your, uh, you know, pick up your uh, whatever you're picking up at Walmart. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's but it also kind of reinforced something that I always suspected is that not all. I mean, I've known many libertarians who I think are genuine in their beliefs, but I also have always kind of suspected that a lot of these people and it turned out it is true. uh, A lot of people, at least in New Hampshire, who call themselves libertarians are actually just conservative Republicans who want to be able to smoke pot without their peer group judging them for it. So they call themselves libertarians and position themselves like they're, um, you know, some sort of rebels or something. Uh, Oh, I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. I'm cool. 
And, uh, you know, and it turns out that they're actually just these um, anti-science, conspiracy theorist-loving lunatics, you know, like a lot of uh, conservative Republicans, uh, it turns out, are. I didn't know pre-pandemic. And by the way, I don't don't want to, before anyone gets angry with me, uh, let me acknowledge uh, many, there are many, many Republicans who are not like that at all, like our governor, Chris Sununu, for example, because I can tell you, if he was anything like, uh, you know, like Greg Abbott in Texas, or God God forbid, if he was anything like Ron DeSantis in Florida, there was no way I would, I would have definitely voted voted for uh, Dan Feltis. But, um, but thank God these Northeastern Republicans, like, uh, like Chris Sununu, these Northeastern Republican governors, like Chris Sununu, like Charlie Baker, like um, uh, the guy from, uh, uh, oh, what, I uh, forget his name now, from uh, uh, Delaware. Um, anyway, uh, I, I like him. I can't remember his name, though. His name escapes me. It's the rainy weather. The neurons aren't, aren't firing. But anyway, there, there are some very good uh, Republican governors who I think have done very well on COVID and have taken it seriously. Um, but uh, but then you've got, you know, even in the South, not just in the Northeast, by the way, in the South, like Kay Ivey. Uh, what, what is she, is she the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey? I remember seeing her on the news and, you know, she's very pro-vaccine and, and, uh, uh, people in the media are asking her, uh, governor, you know, why aren't people getting vaccinated? And she's just like, damned if I know, I, I don't know. Some people are just crazy. Everybody should be getting vaccinated. I do a terrible Southern accent. Uh, I should not be permitted uh, to, uh, to ever do a Southern accent. That should be, uh, that should be illegal. And uh, the FCC should fine me personally for ever attempting it. But I, I, I took a swing. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, even even some Southern Republican governors have been very good. But but then, of course, you've got, you know, the, you've got a lot of people in the Republican Party who are just, you know, again, they believe in conspiracy theories. Or you've got the Sununu ended up on CNN one night was asked about this one guy in New Hampshire, this Republican state legislator, I can't even remember his name, and even if I did, I probably wouldn't want to say it, who um, who claimed that, you know, if you look at a vial of uh, vaccine, uh, you can see an organism which is self-aware actually in the vaccine that is about to be injected into you. That's not from The Onion that's or any kind of satirical site. Uh, this guy actually said that, and he was not kidding. Um, so, you know, so you've got... so. When people ask me, Matt, why do you appreciate Sununu so much? Uh, this is why. Uh, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of criticisms of Governor Sununu, uh, but I'm kind of a square peg politically. I'm going to have plenty of criticisms of anybody who's governor or president or senator or congressman or whatever, right? But but at least the guy's not some lunatic conspiracy theorist because a lot of Republicans are. I'm sorry, but... But uh, but not all. There are many who are not. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I I Mike Doyle. You know, he he calls the show. He you know he's um you know we disagree on a lot of things, and he's a Republican, but he's you know he takes COVID very seriously. So, um, but uh, you know, or or Eric Pilcher in the in the chat room. You know, he's a conservative from Iowa, but he takes COVID seriously and he's vaccinated. And, you know, so, so I, I just, you know, before anyone gets too upset with me, there are a lot of very good Republicans who are smart and who believe in science and believe in medicine and who take COVID seriously. Unfortunately, there's just also a hell of a lot of them who are nuts and are probably irredeemable. 
And um, and it turns out a lot of libertarians also fall. Like, I honestly, I I always suspected a lot of these people were these people who call themselves libertarians were really just conservative Republicans who wanted to look cool and go to some cool parties and whatnot. But I just didn't realize two two things made me really see just how phony a lot of these people are. One was the pandemic, and the other one, even before the pandemic, was their love and adulation for Trump. I mean, you know, <laughs> this guy who's fairly authoritarianism, fairly authoritarian, rather, in both uh, practice and in how he just presents himself, and, oh, they, a lot of these libertarians, they just, they fell in love with Trump, and it's like, why? What is libertarian about Trump? Because he wants to cut some regulations? Ah, oh, that's all it took. That's all it took. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. It's Mike Doyle. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, I heard you throwing my name around there. I wanted to call you. Hey, well, I was, let me ask you a question. I was saying nice things. Just, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all fine, man. We're I, friends. I, 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 I know. I'm just. I'm we can just, have uh, a difference of opinion. No, and, no, I know. And, I'm just. And uh, still be friends, man. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, I'm not, just. I'm just not enough of that in the world. I'm just. I'm just pointing that's out. Probably the. You know, that's probably the biggest problem in the world is people not sitting down together in a room and and saying, "What are we doing wrong?" You know, why is, you know, you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. What are we doing wrong? Which I guess in basic is what we represent. We get it. We vote our representatives to do but right they don't seem to be doing it well this year because you know the gas prices are up and inflation's here and the border and on and on and so that's the problem but my question to you was what do you what do you what is your definition of a lot the just because deal hey oh what's this breakfast from mickey d's for me yep why Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Because I continue to hear you say a lot of Republicans are anti-vax and anti-science. And yeah. I can tell you that. I don't know what you're, it all depends, I guess, on your definition of a lot. But I well, hang around with I, both Republicans and Democrats, but definitely more Republicans. Sure. And I, I can't think of one that I know that, that, I, that, well, actually, I take that back. I just heard of one the other day. But I can think of one out of the <laughs> hundreds of people I know sure. that are anti-vax, don't believe this is a virus, so when you say a lot, I'm wondering what you mean. 10%, 20%? Oh, I couldn't put a percentage on it, Mike. I, I think, though, you know, and by the way, I, I, would, um, I would assume, because I know you believe in science and you take this all seriously, um, you, uh, so I would assume that you would associate with other Republicans who also 
feel that way. You're not you're not hanging sure. out. You're not hanging out with crazy people. I wouldn't expect that you would. But but I see. Uh, but I also know you're not on social media at all. Correct. Correct. See, see, a lot of my perceptions come from what I see on social media and, and what I see on social media is, uh, and trust me, on Facebook, and a lot of them are, are Facebook friends of mine, so I see their posts consistently, and there are a lot of Republicans on Facebook that I see and a lot of Libertarians on Facebook that I see who, who are very anti-vaccine, um, and a lot of them are conspiracy theorists. I, I, I mean, you know, now that that there's no way for me to know how large a swath of the Republican Party that represents, although there is polling data that shows um, Republicans are far more reluctant to get vaccinated than Democrats and independents. But if you're asking me what's a lot, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's too many. <laughs> you yeah, know maybe, what I mean? maybe. Maybe you should. Well, maybe you should use the word "many" or, or some different. But well, a that, lot. A lot just sounds like more than a majority. And and if I had to guess, hmm. I'm, we're talking, we're talking five percent or something. Oh if I had to put a percent. no, I would. But uh, again, I don't do the social media thing. Right. So I don't know what you're seeing there. Yeah, I mean, if if I if I had to guess based on what I see on social media, I would guess half. Um, but uh, really, I would guess half. Uh, Well, no way. I I I, I can't. I I don't see. I don't. I'm around. But you don't know a lot of people. But you're. But you (laughs) right. But the guy my whole life. I know a lot of people. Right. And I I don't know. Like I said, I just the other day. Somebody said, "Did you hear that she is, hasn't been vaccinated?" Yet? I said, "You're kidding me." She goes, "I don't know." Yeah, totally. And I go, oh, "That's the first one I've heard in a while." Right, but and you're so, but I, you're hanging out with smart people, you know. Well, like, like I said, I, I mean, I, you're going to get yourself in trouble by <laughs> leading yourself down the road that a lot of people that you know are not smart because they're anti-vaxxers. Well, no, not you people, know? not people I associate with personally, but but people I know on social media. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of I cannot open Facebook without seeing somebody's anti-vax nonsense or somebody's conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's I, a lot. I don't of know, it. so I don't do that. Yeah, but is yeah. it is it one off, two off, three off, or is it like you said? Is it half the people you see on there are anti-vax, anti-this? Not 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 half total, just to be clear. But but yeah. I but if I had to get, I mean, I'm I'm just guessing. I haven't. It's not like you know, I'm not even good at math, so. I could be way off, but uh, but right. I, so I I see a lot. I see a lot of it. You gotta you gotta quantify qualify the difference between anti-vax and anti-science, which is pretty much two different things, right? Because if, mm. if you're anti-science right now, with the amount of people that died and and then the amount of people that got sick, I mean everybody knows somebody. You know what I mean? Oh that, yeah. Oh that yeah. Had COVID, and yeah. if if you're not if you don't think that's part of science. Then, you, then you're an idiot. I mean, let's let's let's, right. let's be honest. But well, anti-vaxxing, you know, that's a whole different. That, you jump to a whole different thing. You got to split that up because they're just. They may be anti-science, but I guess they're more anti-putting something in me, based on my free will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. I, 
No, I know what, what you mean. What percentage goes down the, you know, my will. I don't want that in my body. And I do, I, and, you know, I will acknowledge I do speak loosely, you know, about about that in that way. But I get so, yeah. I get so damn frustrated about it, as you know. But, but, oh, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. But let me tell you where, let me tell you one last thing. Let me tell you where some of the blame, I think, comes comes from the federal government of the mixed messages that are going on. Did you read that article I sent you a couple nights ago about the Johns Hopkins survey? I did. Yeah, I might, I might, a, I might get to that today, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, read it. It's pretty interesting. They did a survey saying that, according to that, and Johns Hopkins, fairly reputable, right? Uh, medical source said that after their long study, they believe that shutting down the economy, shutting down businesses, shutting down schools, may have resulted in less than 1% of infect- of helping with infections and things like that. I think it they said it uh, didn't it didn't it 2 2.9 2.9% if I remember correctly. But but I take uh, your but I, I don't think it was that much. But I, I take your point less than one. But anyways, yeah. minuscule I guess is the theory. Yeah. Based on what harm is happening to the people who lost their businesses, people who lost their jobs, kids who didn't get educated for a year or educated by, you know, by Skype or whatever it was, the harm that did, it, I guess they're trying to weigh those two out. And according to sure. them, it was much more harmful to shut everything down and shut schools down versus take it on head on with masks and and injections and, you know, so on and so forth. So it, it's just pretty interesting. But what messages are we getting out of the government? They're all over the place. And I'm not, I'm, this isn't a Republican Democrat thing. This is just, what you know what I mean? Right now, if I had to ask you, I should you go for your fourth shot? Should you be wearing a mask certain times? Should you, you know, do you know? Um, I know. Well, I believe right now the current guidance is you should if you're indoors. Oh, you know what? It does get tricky because if you're indoors, does it matter? If you're vaccinated and uh, other people, right, right. yeah, See no, what I'm it saying? does. It's just so many mixed messages. Well, I've, I've, it I've, was never just. I've I've said that myself. I think I think there have been times when the messaging has been very straightforward and I think there have been other times when it's gotten confusing. One of my criticisms, Mike, you might remember this is when the boosters rolled out, when the when the federal government said, "Okay, w- you know, let's let's get people boosted. Let's go ahead with that third shot." I said at the time I thought the government was making a mistake with having a tier system similar to the one that they had. You know, when the vaccines first rolled out originally, that first dose, it made sense because we had so much more demand than supply. It made sense to have a tier system because, of course, you want to make sure the people who are most vulnerable get vaccinated first. But I said, but now that we're at a point, you know, when when the boosters rolled out, okay, now we're at a point where we have much more de- much more supply than demand. So let's not have these tiers just say, hey, anybody who wants to get a booster shot is now eligible. Make it simple. But the government didn't do that. They made it, I mean, not not as complicated as initially. The rules were a lot looser. But still, you know, they, they overcomplicated the message. And then, you know, within a couple of weeks, it was like, okay, I guess we'll just make it so everyone can can go get it. But um, but yeah, there have been, uh, th- and right now it is very Omicron really complicated things. And, uh, no, you're right, Mike. I mean, I, I'm very confused and the rules on quarantining and what do you do if you have an exposure and what if you have an exposure and you're 
quote-unquote fully vaccinated with two shots, but you haven't been boosted versus what if you have been boosted? And yeah, that right. is that is very that has gotten very very confusing. And you're right. I, it's I, almost like it's almost like you need a chart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and but the, what what threw everybody for a loop was this Omicron, which was a side of you know a side swipe of of the original COVID, I guess was much lighter, much, it was more nasally and it was it didn't get into your lungs. Yeah. Like, like the original COVID, which, you know, then, like you said, remember you had your spell and at that time mm-hmm. you, uh, you thought it was just asthma or something, but now looking back, yeah. you know, you think, no, maybe, maybe, maybe I was having a, uh, uh, you know, a COVID attack of some sort. But, I think uh, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I just, I wish we'd all get on the same page, right? Nobody wants anybody to die or really get sick or right. all that stuff. And just, you know, get some basic guidelines. You know, I don't know what's going on with the mask. Remember they said they're going to have masks for everybody or, I mean, tests for everybody. And yeah, now that's, that's I, being held up to. No, I think, I think that, I think that rolled out because people have been ordering them. Yeah, I know you can. I know. I, Jenny ordered I some from from the state website, and I believe the federal uh, website is up and working. But I think yeah, that we got some. We got some. We got some from the state. But, yeah, but I didn't see anything about the federal. No, I think that I think the federal yeah. website is up. I think it's been up for a couple of weeks, but but I don't know. You might not be hearing much about it because I don't know how many. I I think again, like as you pointed out, it's very confusing right now. Um, people probably don't know whether they should bother to order masks. And is it really that hard to get masks from other places you know, if you really just, want one? And one, la- one last thing. It just bothers me, like, when you watch these press conferences, and it's almost like a game. You know what I mean? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of inflation, uh, you know, a possible war. And it just, these both Republican and Democrats, it's, it's like a little game to them when they have these press conferences and they try to one-up each other and, and instead of getting together and saying, "Hey, we gotta we gotta straighten this out. We're in a we're in a S storm here, and and <laughs> you know we gotta turn this thing around for everybody. You know nobody wants to be paying an extra dollar and a half for gas or paying an extra twenty bucks a week for groceries. But but you see you see the Republicans. I'm saying both sides. Mm-hmm. You see Republicans do it, and I think Jen Psaki does a disservice to the to the press corps as far as she's very smirky. She's very I mean, they hired the right person. She she can battle with anybody who comes at her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But does that help anything? You know what I mean? That's my point. Um, so, I don't know. People first. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. take care of the people first. That's their job. Yeah. That's what we voted them for. And then uh, worry about skirmishes later. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's just the way it is, you know? Your mouth to God's you know? ears, Let's yeah. Give, give Matt Connaughton and Mike Doyle the power to make some rules. You and I will go. We'll sit down and and we'll get some stuff straightened out. You know what I mean? I like that idea. It's pretty simple stuff, you know? So Yeah. Anyways, hey, good show as usual. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Mike. Thank you for the call. Take care. All right, see you. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Mike Doyle. And, uh, yes, uh, he, heard me, uh, he heard me mention his name. But I was I was saying good things, yes. No, uh, you know, and, and just uh, to circle back to something he was saying. Oh, circle back. Jen Psaki always says that. <laughs> I wonder if subliminally, subliminally, I uh, I did that on purpose. Anyway, um, no, I think um, you know, like I said, I mean, Mike's not on social media, so he, in a way, uh, he probably <laughs> it's probably good for his mental health not to be on social media, actually. But 
Um, you know, he doesn't see a lot of the really, he's kind of insulated in a way from a lot of the really crazy stuff. The really crazy stuff I think is, is what you see on social media. And, and there are, I mean, I, I, you know, I couldn't put a number or a percentage on it, but I, I see so much, um, just, you know, I don't see the, it's all a hoax kind of stuff as much anymore. Um, although I still see that early in the pandemic, there was a lot of that, but yeah, there's still a lot of. There's a lot of anti-vaxxers on uh, on social media. That's for sure. So uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to chime in. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. Uh, by the way, if you're local here in the area... Uh, WMUR is reporting. I guess they're already uh, closing schools for tomorrow. Is that right? This uh, storm that's coming? I guess it's going to be icy. Um, uh, now I can't. Sometimes the, uh, you know, I get these news alerts on my phone from WMUR, and then I click them, and it's like uh, their uh, website is... Uh, it's not that it's not mobile friendly. It just, it could be, it could be better. Uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I tried to look at the article to get clarification and it, it went to something else. So I don't take my word for it that schools are already uh, closed for tomorrow. Oh, Jenny says yes, over 165 schools listed. Wow. Wow. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Is it the Phantom? Is this Mr. Krabs? Actually, hello. Hello? Hi. Polly C? Yes. I thought you, uh, for a second there, I thought you pocket dialed me or something. No, I didn't, I didn't pocket dial you. I could just barely hear you. That's all. Oh. I didn't hear that you picked up the phone. It's like a really, really quiet uh, signal or something. Oh, I see. That's okay. I'll wait. Go ahead with your show. <laughs> well, I'd like to know what you have to say. Yeah, I'm just kidding. So, I listen, know. you're gonna you're gonna do your show tomorrow, right? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna let something like weather get in the way of your show, right? Well, no. It'll be it'll be done by morning anyway. Oh really? I thought it was supposed to be crappy all day tomorrow. There's a there's a storm watch until 7 p.m. tomorrow night, I think. Oh, I thought it was to 7 a.m. It's to 7 p.m. I don't know. Who knows? It's seven seven o'clock. There was a number seven in there. Oh, yeah. I think we're only getting like uh, six or eight inches. Uh, I'm not. Uh... Okay. Well, the reason why I say that, regardless, six or eight, two or three inches, is that you know after your show tomorrow night, it's my show. Yes. And you know, I, 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 I can count on you to be there, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't hold up too much hope for our two lovers slash co-hosts. That's true if it's uh, poor weather. Oh, yeah, Jenny says, yeah, 7 p.m. tonight to 7 p.m. tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah. So it might be kind of – but but I'm, I assume, uh, you know, by afternoon it, it'll it'll be fine. They'll, you know, it'll be clean up at that point, I would think. But, uh, yeah, you're right about uh, the other two, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, wintry night might be uh, they might be enjoying a night by the fire. Well, it's a perfect excuse for them to get together. You know, hey, it's right. snowing. I'm not going to make it. Yep. That's true. <laughs> and, then they, and then they hook up and go on their rendezvous or whatever they do when they're out together at the same time. Pull out the bearskin rug and uh, relax. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> and watch uh, that movie there that Dan loves so much. <laughs> which which one is that? The oh. one that he watched with Mark at Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. Yeah. Oh, Cider. Toby McGuire. What movie was no, that? No, it was uh, Cider House Rules. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. So when when Dan and DJ Steve are sitting around tomorrow night watching Cider House Rules behind our back, uh-huh. I'm just hoping that you're there with me, Matt. I'll be here with you. It'll be you, me, and the giant cardboard Peter Whitehead. That's right. You've never missed a day of Retro Spectrum Radio in the uh, years that we've done it. So. That I have perfect attendance. You certainly do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, tomorrow night, you and I, and hopefully Dan and the good DJ Steve will be doing 80s cover bands. So, we'll, I mean, sorry, not 80s covers <laughs> bands. That, that was like eight months ago. Uh, <laughs> 80s solo artists. <laughs> yes. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. All right, Matt. Go on and do your thing there. I just wanted to call and say hello. I was going to stop by, but I uh, don't have the time. So, enjoy, and I'm listening. All right, Paul. Thank you for the call. I'll see you tomorrow night. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Paulie C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. Every Friday night from 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3. And, of course, I'm one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve, who hopefully will be here tomorrow. But we shall see what transpires. And um, we have a call. Grab this. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Charles. Charles listen, Richardson. Did I, just, did I just hear correctly? Me and my son are in the car. We're listening to the show. You said there's a storm watch happening from 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. tomorrow? Yes, up here in the uh, the tundra of New Hampshire. Yes. It, it, there's not a cloud in the sky down here. It's 82 degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. You're, you're going ahead and proclaiming false news. Fake news. <laughs> oh, boy. It's beautiful down here. Oh, 82 degrees. Killing it's me. Nice. I'm in shorts. You're killing me. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but don't you have, uh, down there in Florida, don't you have, like, uh, giant bugs or uh, serpents or something? I don't know. No, no. You know, Jenny actually on the show last night was insane. You know, I don't live in Florida, but up here, all I get is the occasional blizzard. You guys get earthquake she mentioned earthquakes in florida like really but she did make the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the 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 the, the gator attacks or, or whatever uh-huh. else what other stuff she complains about oh uh flying roaches i've never Ooh. seen a flying roach what about I mean, palmetto bugs that are bigger than roaches but well that's what i was gonna that's, them. that's what i was gonna say the palmetto bugs aren't those uh like terrifying i've never seen one uh, but uh, they sound like uh, they would be very upsetting if I encountered uh, such a thing. Well, they're upsetting to me every time I, you know, encounter one. But, uh, you know, they don't last very long. Five seconds, and they're at the bottom of my shoe. Nice oh. and quiet after that. <laughs> wow. So, uh, oh. it's, it's, but, I mean, 
But it's like, okay, listen, you you deal with the heat and the humidity. You know, any place you live, it's going to have a downfall. The downfall up there is bitter cold when it's it's the, during the winter. You get this occasional blizz that you have. And don't tell me you guys don't get hurricanes. Hello, no, we- Jersey. You guys just had one, what, like, this last hurricane season, one came up there and brushed up against New England. Yeah, but so by the time by the time they get to New Hampshire, they're they're usually downgraded to a tropical storm at most. And honestly, yeah, there's hurricanes that brush by every every year. But you know what? Hardly any of them hit Florida. Now, New Orleans. If you want to go to New, oh. if you want a hurricane, go to New Orleans. That's got the best ratio of getting a catastrophe by a major hurricane. Because they usually get one hit almost every year. Well, yeah, so no. it's like that's that, that's the worst one. Florida, yeah. eh, we'll get hit by one or two, but it's never it's never really big, except you know for it, it's like one of those earthquakes that happens on the San Andreas Fault once <laughs> in every hundred years. It's a big one. <laughs> well, oh, the winters the winters here aren't that bad. Actually, they've gotten easier over the years. <laughs> Well, winters here are pretty good too. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, low mid seventies is usually the average. Today's a you know today's a, a scorcher, eighty two. Yeah, yeah, that summer humidity though. Oh, it sounds oppressive. Well, that's why. That's why you get a house with a pool. Oh well. <laughs> you 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 got you gotta you gotta go ahead and live within your means according to the climate that you're in. Mm-hmm. And this whole sales tax thing. That she's mentioning about, okay, yeah. we pay sales tax. Big deal. Big deal. They, I mean, they, they don't pay any other taxes down here. At least not that I know of. You don't have a uh, uh, you know, maybe. no uh, state income tax? No, I don't think so. No, you don't maybe think it's just, so. May, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm in trouble with the IRS. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I think you'd know if you do or you don't. <laughs> you'd notice it in your paycheck. <laughs> That's for sure. From my company and money's missing. You know what? If you get paid ten dollars, which I don't, let's do twenty. Twenty dollars an hour for eighty hours, you get you get sixteen hundred dollars. My check's never sixteen hundred dollars. There's sixteen hundred. Then you have the minus this, minus that, minus la 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 la. And I barely get maybe say a thousand to eleven hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks of my stuff is gone. Yep. I don't know what tax it's going to. All I know is they in my pocket. So whatever right. tax it goes to, that's what I have to pay, apparently. Oh, and insurance. I guess that's you know, part of that's for insurance, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Well. Yeah. But I thought I'd call in and just say, Matt Connerton is reporting false news for people in Florida. <laughs> there is no storm watch. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, sunny and 85 I to, I, does I, sound I, nice. I had to bust your chops today, buddy, it, because... It, but, I got busted yesterday too for not not being acknowledged. Oh, in the chat which room, apparently, I, which apparently I was corrected on. Yes, yes. That's yeah. why it's it's so, once you're in there, you got to pay attention. Yes. I know, I know. Listen, I had other things going on, and I couldn't listen to your dulcet tones over the phone all the time. So, I. I, I, I by the way. Yes. Yeah. No, no, that's that's another conversation. I'll let you get on because you you're getting close to the top. I'm curious. I'll talk to you later. I'm curious now. (laughs) What? I'm 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 curious now. What it was? What was it? I I I gotta know what the definition of dulcet is because I tried looking it up and it was like a vitamin or something. Maybe I spelled it wrong. 
Yes, it's uh, dulcet tones is a brand of vitamin. It's very yeah. po- very popular so, in New England. So when, you, so, so when you say you want to listen to our dulcet tones, you're saying you want to listen to our vitamins. Yes, I yeah. want I want to listen to your vitamins. No, I'm actually looking it up okay. because I want to make sure I want to make <laughs> make sure I have the right definition. It's a sweet. Matt, I love you, man. I really do. <laughs> sweet, sweet and soothing is the uh, official Webster's uh, definition of dulcet. Sweet and soothing. So you mean to tell me you've been? I've been hearing you the whole time. You go ahead and so we can hear your dulcet tones. Call six, and you don't even know the definition of it. Or didn't now until now. Well, I wanted to make sure I got it right. I knew it was something like that, but ah, the 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 only reason I say it really is because I think it sounds nice. Actually, I think it sounds dulcet. I I I told I told Jenny, listen, this the your radio show is way too intelligent for my ears. I feel like I, I am like one of these morons that never graduated from the seventh grade. I feel like Billy Madison. Oh my! When I listen to your show. I was like, what the heck is he talking about? What What does this mean? Uh-huh. I'm over here looking at the dictionary at the same time I'm listening to your show. Well, that's see, see that's a good thing then. It's it's educational. I guess it is. I, I am I am being educated by Matt Connerton. That's right. There you go. That's right. You learn all kinds of all right, stuff. Buddy. <laughs> all right, Charles. Thank you, you. Take care. All right. All right. Thank you for the call, my friend. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. That was Charles uh, Richardson, of course, from the great state of Florida, where apparently it is eighty-five and sunny, or eighty-two and sunny, or something like that. It's all bragging. That does sound nice, but there's a lot of things about Florida I don't uh, think I'd care for like uh their governor for example but um <laughs> i don't think charles likes him either but we have uh, another call here hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this hey it's easy g easy g eric agnan uh, how are you hey, my I, got a, I got a, a, a serious question this time yes you know, I, I heard that the uh the the uh yeah we killed one of the leaders of isis have we killed the leader of isis like a couple times <laughs> It's funny, Jenny and I were talking about that earlier. Yeah, whenever, uh, you know, as some, someone will take his place, of course. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, right. that I always mean, how many times happens. We kill the, yeah, you're right. When we kill one guy, another guy just takes his place, doesn't it? Yes, that, that that's what happens. It's very similar to the drug war. You know, you round up these drug dealers and put them right. in prison, and then others emerge and take their place. It seems to me you can't kill all the bad guys. There's always, there's always more. That is true. Yes. That is true. I mean, they, I, they always like to make a big deal out of it. Oh, we killed the leader of ISIS. Uh, yeah. I got a new one already down the pipe. Right. <laughs> that That is how it works, unfortunately. Um, I think that I think that part of the theory, and I'm not saying I think that it's correct necessarily, but I think part of the theory is that if you kill the leader of whether it's ISIS or, you know, we see her about, oh, you know, we killed the leadership of Al Qaeda and again this month or whatever. Uh, you know, there's an right. I, there's an idea that if you do that, if you keep killing these people, these high profile targets, that it um, it becomes so disheartening to these organizations that they'll start to back off because you know they feel uh, you know like they're just getting killed and they're not accomplishing anything, and it's very uh, disheartening yeah, to definitely. them. But uh, but I, I all right, I'll let you go. You guys, you guys <laughs> take your break at the top of the hour. So, uh, yes. Have a great rest of your show. All right, Eric. Thank you for the call. All right, that's our friend uh, EZG Eric Agnan. Oh, he's back on the line. He had one more thing he wants to say, I think. Want to get down and dirty with me? No, 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 no. All right. Well, very good. Uh, we are almost at the top of the hour, so we will be going to a break in a moment. I do want to catch up with these Facebook comments, though, because a lot of uh, 
uh, great comments uh, in here. Uh, Paul E.C. is in the chat room, by the way, as well as uh, we talked to him a few minutes ago. Um, let's see. Oh, ne Nemi, I think, was enjoying my uh, comments about uh, libertarians. <laughs> um. Rocky Uber says, is Mike the guy that always argues with Jenny? Uh, no, that's uh, you're thinking of Dave Ridley, uh, Rocky. I'll only say his name once because if I repeat it uh, a couple of times, he'll, he'll call. Um, Jenny says, uh, we do, but we have good conversations as well. There are things Mike and I agree on. Yeah, I think Rocky was probably referring to Dave, not Mike, although he may, he may have met Mike. I don't know. Um, Jenny says this is regarding not doing the lockdowns that would have resulted in an immense climb in the number of, of deaths. Yeah, there's a John Hopkins study that seems to suggest the opposite, but, uh, you know, we may get to that today or if not another day. Um, but I generally, as you know, I, uh, generally agree with all of the mitigation steps that have been taken, uh, and continue to be taken, uh, regarding COVID. Uh, I'm a COVID hawk, as I like to say. Uh, Angela Philbrook says, I ordered the tests from the state, and now the government, I received both. Oh, it, and now the—and also the federal government. Yeah, I believe that—Mike um, wasn't aware of it, but I believe the federal government's uh, website for uh, tests has been up for several weeks, and it, and it works really well. But, um, but like I said, I think— well, here in New Hampshire, of course, you can. Uh, Jenny got them from the state government, and very quickly, they arrived quickly. But uh, but it is all very confusing to to what what Mike's point was, and I, I do agree with him. Uh, the messaging has gotten muddled. Uh, Tom Blanchard says it's a learning curve. Just put your mask on to be safe. What's so hard about that? Yeah, I mean, I I wear mine if I'm walking into a store. Actually, if I'm walking into anywhere where I think there's even a chance that the employees are going to be masked, I wear mine. Even if I'm the only customer in the place wearing one. If I see employees with a mask, I'm going to wear a mask because part of it is just kind of a almost like uh, solidarity is not the right word exactly. But it's like, you know what? These people working in this store all day, they have to wear a mask. They don't have a choice in the matter, you know? If they can do it, I can do it for the few minutes that I'm in there. You know, it's it's no great uh, burden or sacrifice. So um, if I see others wearing a mask, I put one on too. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling. Some of these are from before. Oh, uh, Crystal is in the chat and says, I got the tests from the government, but here in Illinois... The state is only get is only giving twenty five thousand tests out, and only to fourteen counties. I, of course, do not live in the approved county. There are one hundred twenty counties in Illinois. There's one hundred twenty counties in Illinois. Wow. Um, why only fourteen counties can get the free tests and not the others is like WTF. Yeah, that is uh, that is strange. Um, I don't think Nemi was enjoying hearing uh, Charles brag about the weather in Florida from the, the looks of it in the uh, chat room. Uh, let's see. Crystal says they are not even giving out enough free tests in Illinois to cover Chicago. Chicago slash Cook County is in the list of approved counties, though. Wow. Yeah. Jenny's in the chat sticking up for New Hampshire. 
Uh, Scott Robinson says hurricanes, 95% humidity, all set. Crocodiles, pythons, yeah, I don't want any of that. They can keep that in Florida. <laughs> Jenny points out it gets cold enough, long enough to kill off a lot of bugs. Yeah, I mean, the winters here aren't terrible. They've, uh, they, they certainly seem easier than when I was a kid. I mean, this winter, for example, we've had some we've had some very cold days, but we've also had some very warm days. Like today was really nice, and we really haven't had much snow. We've only had one really sizable snowstorm. We've had, I think, this year we've had more ice than snow. I mean, the ice is terrible too. In fact, and sometimes the ice is actually worse. But uh, Miriam Banish joins us in the chat. Good afternoon. I had a physical therapy appointment for my ankle today. Progress is happening. That is very good to hear. Uh, Miriam, uh, Nemi in the chat says Ridley sucks. <laughs> Rocky says, I was trying to remember who couldn't stop calling Jenny her name without the Y, which she hates. Right. Yeah. That was definitely Dave Ridley. That was Dave Ridley. Um, all right. Well, we are at the top of the hour. Let's take a break. We'll play a little something. We'll show some love. To our amazing sponsors, and then we will be back with our number two, Numero Dos, of Matt Connerton Unleashed. I think I'm going to play this again, this James Brown song. Uh, yeah, this is it. Um, played this the other day. It's a really good song for Black History Month. So we'll give this a listen. And I love James Brown. How can you not? We'll give this a listen. And uh, we'll play our commercial spots, and then we'll be back with hour number two. Glenn R.J. Willett, the People's Mayor, will be joining us in studio. Always a nice time with Glenn. And uh, I'll talk at you in a few minutes. Welcome back. Here we go. We are well in hour number two, numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And of course, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. It is a Thursday, February 3rd. 2022 and uh, i'm not alone uh, there he is at the news desk the people's mayor glenn rj willette good afternoon everyone <laughs> hello glenn I just, I just got off the air <laughs> oh yes you just got done doing your television program yes 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 i do want to remind you all of course that we are proudly sponsored by the hop knot in the brady sullivan right across the street and today is thursday which means tonight is trivia night uh, hosted by the great bill Sini. So make sure you uh, register in advance for that because those tables fill up very quickly. It is a very uh, popular feature there. You ever go over to the Hop Knot, uh, Glenn? I have. Uh, I'm not a drinker, but I have a couple of times. I was there for the Miracle on Elm Street. 
That was at for the no. That was at uh, bonfire. Oh, you had something. Yes, we did a live remote from the hop night. Yeah, we, you you were giving out T-shirts. Yes, yes actually, yes. that was last fall, was it not? Or the uh, fall before last. Or? I don't even. It's it's been a while. It it time goes so fast. It I, I does. Lose, I lose track of it. I can't believe time. that today is what the third of February already. It is yes. And it's the short the shortest month of the year. Oh, that's true. It's just gonna fly by. Just, Which is okay. Let's get all the snow in February, right? <laughs> and it's not a uh, it's not a leap year, right? No, it's not. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the. I like that idea. Get let's the get, snow out of the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if you'd like to join us today, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at six one seven nine one seven four four seven six. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we may, we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones, which means uh, soothing and something else. Uh, give, us a, <laughs> give us a call at 603-250-6007. Char- Charles had to put me on the spot by asking me for the actual definition of dulcet. But, really? Uh, yes, yes. But um, also, too, I want to remind you that tonight, immediately following this program at 6 p.m., I will be uh, making my monthly appearance on the Dr. Kevin show. The first Thursday of every month, I do call into that uh, from 6 to 7 p.m., and that streams online on the OM Times Radio Network, OM, O-M, OM, OMtimes.com slash I-O-M is the direct link for that. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you do an impression of me. You you didn't you didn't like my impression of you, Paul Bear? I'm here to warn you. Uh oh, watch out, man. Lenin is your brother. Who is my brother? He's gonna manage your brother, I think he said. He's gonna manage my brother? Like that. That's right. The other day, I was uh, I was doing my Paul Bearer impression. Oh. Apparently, that was actually uh, Paul Bearer calling from beyond the grave, which is appropriate. His name is Paul Bearer, after all. Are you familiar with Paul Bearer? No. Does he call a lot? Paul Bearer, he was the manager of The Undertaker. That's oh, what he was yes. saying. I'm the manager. Yeah, okay. But, so uh, he, he calls a lot. He's a pretty active dead person. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the first time I've, hear, I've heard from him. Uh, I guess he did, didn't like my impression of him. Oh, that's what happens. The ghosts come out when you uh, knock him down. Apparently. Can you pull that mic up a little closer, uh, Glenn? Uh, th- that, 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 that mic is... Uh... Hello, Kumasava. Oh, that's better. What does that mean, Kumasava? Hello, how are you doing? Oh, okay, very good. I don't, uh, I don't speak French. I know you want to go wee oui, wee. Oui, yeah, not even I know. Oui, oui. All, that's all the French I know, like wee oui, wee oui, and poo poo <laughs> and uh, uh, French fries, and that's uh, that's about the extent of it. Now, uh, I hope that's not uh, racist of me to make those. No, jokes. French fries is in English, by the way. Oh, okay. Now, Glenn, you have uh, w- this will be a uh, world radio premiere, I suppose. You have a tribute to Meatloaf that yes. you've recorded. I love Meatloaf. Uh, you know, he was a great guy. He was not only good at singing, writing music, uh, taking part in plays. He was an actor. He did everything. Yes. And I saw his last interview uh, three, four days before he died from his hospital bed. Uh-huh. And he said, what he was saying was he really was hoping to get out of the hospital after the operation. Yeah. He's going to get an operation for his back. And that he had planned Arizona, other places, Cincinnati, 
during the fall, you go to London and get back to his life. Yes. So uh, you never know, do you? He probably should have gotten vaccinated. Yeah. And then he wouldn't be dead. That would have helped. Especially... I, I loved him as well, but I was disappointed at his uh, attitudes toward COVID. Yeah. I, the, especially the... with his his condition, yes. Yeah. He's a big guy. But uh, so you recorded uh, this. Let's uh, let's give this a listen. Speaking of dulcet tones, this is Glenn R.J. Willette, and this is a a tribute to Meatloaf that you've recorded. Yes. All right. Let's uh, we'll check this out here. I'd like to close the show tonight with that large, gone global. Ooh, echo. wrong show. In dedication to Meatloaf <laughs> for his passing at 74 years old on January 22nd, 2022, with complications of COVID-19. Well, at large, would also like to give our related condolences to his family. We're going to sing tonight, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. That's Meatloaf and Glenn Joelette. Who would ever have known? Enjoy. <laughs> this is karaoke. Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Hmm. Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Meatloaf and Glenn Joelette. Enjoy. Love you, Meatloaf. Maybe we can talk all night But that ain't getting us nowhere I told you everything I possibly can There's nothing left here inside of here Maybe you can cry all night I'll never change the way that I feel The snow is really piling up outside That it is I wish you wouldn't make me leave here I poured it on and I poured it out I tried to show you just how much I care I'm tired of words and too hoarse to shout Cause you've been cold to me so long I'm crying icicles instead of tears What I can do is keep on telling you I want you I'm ever gonna love you Now don't be sad Don't be sad Cause you are free and bad Now don't be sad Cause you are free and bad Thank you and may you enjoy your eternal heaven Wow, uh, that was uh, that was something. And you know what I liked about it, Glenn? It was kind of like you and Meatloaf were sort of duetting. Yes. Like you were singing to each other. I do that a lot to people that have passed. Do you sing to them? N no, I sing with them. Oh, with them, <laughs> yes, yes. It is their music. And that's why when I do a song that's not mine, and I really haven't written my own songs yet, so a couple, but not many. So I, I always tell you who the artist is and that if they're and if they are singing in the background I will also say that because if you use the original music it sounds much better 
Right, right. And if you include the original vocal too, even like, yeah. like you did. Yes, yes. It's like so I, I did. That was my second try. It wasn't really that difficult. The one that I had a hard time with yesterday, I probably played it 40 times before I finally got it right, was uh, um, Don't Stop Believing. It, it's, got, it's slow, it's fast, up and down. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a singer, you have to be patient. Right. Pra- practice is important. Yes. Do you, do you practice? Do you do your... Uh... Two hours a week. You, I mean, two you, hours a day. You, and I now use two boxes, uh-huh. two, two karaoke machines. One has a little echo. That one has not. So I can change them. And they're, they're on a stand, so I can go from one place to the next if uh-huh. I want the echo. Uh-huh. And I have one mic in my hand. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Yes. Wow. Do you, do you plan to do duets with more dead people? I also plan on doing duets with some live people, but they're, oh. they're they're slowly coming out of the waters now that the COVID is time to come down. Again. Yes, they're coming out of the waters yeah. this summer. Right, Hopefully. right. That'll be a good time to come out of the water <laughs> when the when the weather's nice and well. That very very good. Uh, so I, I just finished a show on on Channel Twenty Three, Let It Large, and it had uh, something like uh, 10, 12 songs on it, uh-huh. and uh, it, and it was from different different artists just to show the Diversity, you have to put your mind to what you want to do and you can succeed. Yes, that's right. Yes. Well, very good. By the way, uh, Maddie Calmington in the uh, Facebook live chat said, very nice, Glenn. Thank you, Maddie. Very nice. Yes. Wow. Uh, Texas Mike joins us in the chat as well and says, good afternoon. How's Texas Mike doing? I I assume he's well. Uh, Do do you know Texas Mike? He's from Texas, you know. (laughs) Uh, Actually, he's lived there for a while. Did he not? Oh, mm-hmm. is that just a name they gave him? No, he's from Texas. He's he a Texan. Okay. He's a Texan. He's been, you know, riding bulls and milking cows. And he must know Ted Cruz. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, I'm quite sure that he does, yes. Um, well, let's see. What was the, uh, there was something specific that. Uh, what was Meatloaf's fa- most famous song? The one that put him on top. Oh, his most uh well, his his first, what was his first big hit? I assume it was Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yeah, but it was his second album, one of the hits on the second album that really, he sold more albums because of that song. Which one was it? On the second album? Yeah, you know, second album, he wrote this song, and it was so good that it just blasted. I believe it came 39 out of 100, that album. Um, well, Bad Out of Hell was the first one, which was yes. the really big one. And the second one was? Uh, I should know that. The second one was Dead Ringer, I believe. Yes, and the third one, he had three. Well, he had he had quite a few the albums. The third one was The Monsters are, are, The Monsters something. People don't realize. This guy was smart. How many albums he, uh, oh. well, The Monster is Loose. If that's yes, what you're, that came, that's, that came out in 06. That was the third oh, album. Oh, I get, uh, okay, Glenn, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. You're talking about the Bad Out of Hell albums. Yes, yes. Specifically, because he, he had, three he had non- Bad Out of Hell albums yes, as he well. Did. But See, on, on his second album, there's one song that he wrote and sang that really put him over the top. I Would Do Anything for Love. That's I won't it. do that. That was That's a it. massive hit. And, and the video is great, isn't it? Yes. I remember the video. I remember recording it on VHS. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, did you uh, see this that uh, I assume you've been following the Russia and Ukraine yeah. saga? 
uh, some news about this that broke actually while I was getting ready for the show today. Uh, I hope it's good. No, it's not. Uh, not <laughs> it's from thehill.com. U.S. reveals Russia may plan to create fake pretext for Ukraine invasion. Now, we already well, knew. Well, we've been talking about that for weeks now. Yeah, but now they've got something a little more uh, concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby told reporters today that the U.S. believes Russia may plan to create a pretext to invade Ukraine by producing propaganda videos showing aggression toward Russians. <laughs> he said, quote, I think we, it's the opposite. We do have information that the Russians are likely to want to fabricate a pretext for an invasion. One option is the Russian government, we think, is planning to stage a fake attack by Ukrainian military or intelligence forces against Russian sovereign territory or against Russian-speaking people to therefore justify their action, unquote. Uh, Kirby confirmed a report, first published by the Washington Post earlier Thursday today, that indicated Russia would create a fake attack by Rush by Ukraine on Russians. I expected that. Kirby said, quote, we believe that Russia would produce a very graphic propaganda video, which would include corpses and actors that would be depicting mourners and images of destroyed locations, as well as military equipment at the hands of Ukraine or the West, even to the point uh, where some of this equipment would be made to look like it was Western-supplied to Ukraine equipment. Do you know that even the people of Moscow do not want this war? No, of course not. You know, and so I, I really don't get it. Oh, I do get it. He's a dictator, after all, right? I don't believe. Uh, I don't be- believe Putin really wants this war. I mean, it, well, it'll be disastrous. It's, it's backfiring. He really thought uh, that after uh, Trump was able to kind of riff the. Uh, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, that organization uh, that kept us safe since World War One, World War Two, NATO, NATO. That he's going to tear them apart, and 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 uh, it, it backfired. We're all back together, and uh, because it's important, we cannot allow another uh, Nazi. We just can't another Hitler. Cannot allow that. Right. You just can't go in there and say I'm going to take over your country. And you're going to do this and that. And excuse me, I don't think so. So we are, we have already, or we are in the process of sending three thousand military men uh, along that area. It's not going to go to Ukraine, and we're still sending a lot of equipment. Now, uh, Boris Johnson was from London was there yesterday or the day before, and uh, so and Germany is finally coming on board. They were all they were doing is sending uh, helmets. I mean, is the, uh, is the gas that they're providing getting from Russia that really important to destroy the world? Well, here's, here's the problem. So Germany is in a very tough position. Well, they put themselves there. Well, here, here's the, the thing, though. <laughs> if, if they shut down that Nordstrom pipeline, uh, yes, it will be terribly damaging to Russia and the Russian economy, but it, it'll be like a murder-suicide. Well, you um, would think that other countries would come to their aid. and, and, and uh, Yeah, but they're not. They're not going to be able to make up for for what Germany is going to be lack. Germany depends on that pipeline just as much as Russia does. Germany needs that. Um, so um, it it's uh, <laughs> you know it's really just not an option for them. So what are they going to do next? Remove all our very important bases on in Germany. Our central bases are all in Germany. They've been there for generations. Oh yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But. But I think uh, I well, just, maybe maybe Putin may ask to have it done or else he's going to stop giving them the gas. I think 
Well, no, I mean, Russia also depends economically on that pipeline. Well, that's true. I, I think uh, so there was an idea floated, at least I, I heard someone saying this in the media. One of these retired generals who makes the rounds on uh, cable news was saying mm-hmm. that maybe a, an off-ramp, an off-ramp that we can offer to Putin so he can save face and make it look like he got something. Actually, they are talking about that. Well, maybe this general suggested some sort of a declaration, a promise publicly that NATO will never invade Russia. Now, we all know NATO isn't going to invade Russia no, anyway. No, But maybe something that Putin can bring back, take to his people and say, look what I got. But I got something. But that's not what this. he wants. He wants us to promise them and NATO promise him that they will never join NATO. And the world don't work that way. Well, yeah, but he also knows that's a non-starter. I mean, he's negotiating. You know, when you're negotiating, you you start you I, start high. You the, start with more. The one good thing is they're still talking. That's always yes, good. Yes, that is true. That is true. There's also a theory, though, that Putin might just be playing for time and dragging well, this out until after the well, what's Olympics. What's new from the dictator? After the Olympics in China. I um, But I don't oh, think. Oh, I, 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 I really think that if he's going to invade, he's going to do it before the Olympics are done. You've. Oh, really? He's, he's always so? made the decision. Hmm. You have to read into what he's saying. I don't. I don't think he'll do it, but it I'm surprised me. Yeah. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's John C. Hopwood. Hi, John C. Hopwood. Hello, Glenn. Comment ça va? Hello, John C. Hopwood. <laughs> the C is for Soviet Soviet Union. Really? Because, uh, you know, it is SSSR, which looks like a seed to us. Uh-huh. That's true. That will never come back. <laughs> it never left. <laughs> well, no, but it's only, it's only Russia now. It's not the neighboring countries anymore. It's not a, a, a union. <laughs> that's, like sort saying of the, you know, that's like if you're uh, in Mexico, Guatemala, or Canada. It's only the United States. <laughs> No, that's called North America if you include Canada and U.S. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, the point is is that Russia dominates the area. You're he talking tries. about Ukraine and NATO. The idea that you would even think of putting uh, Ukraine into NATO. Don't you understand that it's the United States and its aggression towards Russia? I hear that. that. That's creating the crisis? Well, I mean, part of it, put, yes. You but... don't, under Obama... Try to put missiles into Poland. You're, you're, I understand. It's, same, it's like Khrushchev putting missiles into Cuba. It's all about politics. In 1962. But you got to you got to realize, John, that NATO is not going to accept Ukraine for a long time. It's not easy to get into the NATO Union. Uh, NATO's been uh, over expanded since the mid 90s. Well, they have, but it should never have expanded as it well, has. It's ridiculous. Hmm. I don't know. I think, that, I, think, I think that Poland and Hungary need to be protected. They were going to be taken over. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Are you willing to die for Poland? Well, you know, you? It, 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 if we don't support democracies, then we're all going to be communists, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we're Are all you gonna... Vietnam that Glenn? No, I'm you not. Over to Vietnam to no. defend democracy? I have a brother that did. My oldest brother did. And did he defend democracy? Well, he certainly tried. He made a lot of good friends out there. You're saying that South uh, South Vietnam, which was a military dictatorship yes. and, and utterly corrupt, 
Uh, and I think, what was it, year 70, we gave them over a billion dollars in some type of financial aid, all of which was stolen. Again, that I was mean, all politics you're in talking, politics. We, defa- we were in Vietnam to defend democracy. Well, not really. What democracy? You, there was not. Not really, and you know better than that, to ask that question. It was all yeah, politics. So you're talking about democracy. We're not well, talking I'm talking about, about democracy. democracy, but Ukraine is a different story here. Uh, they're, Ukraine they're is, threatening Ukraine, to invade was, them. Do you realize that Kiev, that's where the roots was originally. That was where Russia comes from. It's like you're talking about uh, Georgia, or uh, I'm not talking about Soviet Georgia now either. You're talking like if the United States broke into, and uh, how much difference is there between these two countries? Well, what difference would there be? I mean, Ukraine is an artificial. Artificial in many ways. Yeah, well, what difference would it make if Texas were to decide to secede or even New Hampshire? There's a bill in the House. That's crazy, isn't it? Right. And do you think that the United States is going to let the New Hampshire secede? You think they're going to go at war with New Hampshire? Come on. <laughs> we're a small state. Maybe New Hampshire could <laughs> secede and join NATO. <laughs> the United States wouldn't even let the Confederate states uh, secede. That's true. All right. You know what the buy-in package for Poland was for NATO membership? What was it? Twenty-one billion dollars in U.S. arms. Jeepers! A lot of money. Yes, it is. A lot of American corporations made mint on that, now didn't they? Got rich. Yeah, of course. That's why wars it's, are existed beginning with that. I'm concerned. A lot of the wars is because someone's got to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you got it. That's the truth. Uh, now we got Vietnam. That's called reality. You know, Vietnam was a good one. That's a good one. It lasted and it, it lasted a long time for that very reason. War is our greatest right. export. So, I'm no fan of Putin, and uh, you know, he's a pretty miserable character. Well, we play our fair share. You know, all governments pay, play their fair share. We all spy on each other, and we all do this and that, and it's nothing new, but when someone overreaches, it's a little bit too much. He's overreaching within his severe sphere of influence. Look what we did. We killed 90,000 El Salvadoran peasants in the 1980s. Hey, I, I'm not arguing. The United that. States did that. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not uh, angels here in the United States either, you know. It's all about and politics. Thought, uh, some of the things Trump said, I, I hate to admit it, we're right. And he was right on. Uh, he goes too far. He always did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, NATO. NATO's time is past. Do you know why NATO exists, Glenn uh, uh, R.J. Ouellette? Well, hopefully it exists and what happened will never happen again. That's why we've been at peace without a world war for the last many, many generations. We have to stick together. But it ha- it is at a cost. And one thing that, that Trump did do is he forced them to pay more of their fair share. And that's not a bad thing. True. You know, they should but be fa- because- paying their fair share. The French foreign minister in the Fourth Republic, you know, the Fifth Republic was created in 1958 in France, as you well know, because mm-hmm. the military threatened a coup. Yeah. And it virtually was a coup and brought General de Gaulle to power. That's right. But in the Fourth Republic, the buy-in, the, the French demanded that the U.S. troops be committed in continental Europe for perpetuity, if we're going to have an alliance, that uh, you know, an anti-Soviet alliance, so that they got killed too, 
on the first day of any conflict rather than in the First World War coming in in 1917, which, you know, started in 1914. And the Second World War, we didn't, really, we didn't get into the fighting until 42, and it started in late 1939. Who said, so John, was a, you know, was who said John, that, that, that world wars or war in particular around the world are innocent? They're not. It's dirty, very dirty, just like it's politics well, NATO, And what did France do to the United States, Glenn, and NATO? In 1966, General de Gaulle, well, President de Gaulle, President kicked de Gaulle. us out, yes. remember? Yeah. And he terminated the bases. Yes, he did. The United States is just, I'll, I'll shut up, but the United States is just too aggressive in expanding its influence into Eastern Europe, because it's just not economic influence, which we would expect, you know, military. Well, before you hang up, I want to mention... And that's a threat. Before you, it is a threat. Before you hang up, I want to mention one thing, and that's Afghanistan. We were there for 20 years, and for what? For Nothing. what? We were nation-building. We were not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, never and it got us nowhere. It got us nowhere. It cost us a lot of money and a lot of lives. Yes, it did. It's all politics. Glenn, the, the, Glenn they had 100,000... French foreign legionnaires at Dien Bien Phu in 1954, 100,000 mm-hmm. of elite troops, and they were defeated. And in 1967 at Quezon, the United States had its own, almost had its own version of Dien Bien Phu, except the, the United States just poured so much firepower into, into Quezon. But it was just the United States made every single error that the French made in Vietnam and lost. And the French had far more, re- I mean, the United States had far more resources than French. Mm-hmm. The French did. And who, who, what empire invaded Afghanistan in 1979 and were, were defeated? Wasn't that Russia? Well, That's right. The Soviet Union. Yes. So I'm just saying it's a little more complex. He's not going to invade. He's got his little fake republics there on the border. Mm-hmm. What he wants to do is just force the hand of Ukraine and bring mm-hmm. them to heel. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Take care, but interesting conversation. It guys. is. It Bye. is. All right, John. Thank you for the I, call. I, I, it, the only thing that upsets me, uh, Matt, is that he keeps calling it the Soviet Union. I will not give Russia that honor anymore. That Those days are gone. Well, that's what uh, Putin is so wistful for. Well, of course. Yes. You remember, yes. he was part of that. He was with the KKK. That's right. That's right. Not the KKK. No, I'm sorry. The uh, <laughs> that, that, That's in America. The uh, yeah, KGB. The KGB. Yeah, it took me a second to process it. You said the wrong thing. I was like, yeah, that's right. Oh, wait, no. I meant the KGB. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I want to end on uh, something fun. Uh, Jenny sent me this. This is from HuffPost. Uh, some QAnon believers think JFK disguised himself as Trump at the Arizona rally. Really? Uh, they claim the person who showed up at the event appeared to be shorter than the real Donald Trump. You know, because we don't shrink as we get older or anything. Uh, it says here, uh, apparently there is no conspiracy theory too wild for some QAnon followers Case in point, members of a QAnon group based in Dallas have floated the theory that John F. Kennedy is not only alive, but disguised himself as former President Donald Trump over the weekend to attend a rally in Florence, Arizona. What is that about lately uh, that the Trump people are expecting 
John F. Kennedy to come back from the grave and wow, what, what what's all that about? Oh yes, he's coming back from the grave. Oh, How yes. ridiculous is that? Uh, well, yeah, it does seem a bit far-fetched. Yes. Well, they're optimists. Uh, as evidence, the group's leader, Michael Protzman, uh, claims Trump appeared to be shorter than he should have been. <laughs> Vice News reported. He's you could, You could tell it wasn't Trump. Protzman said in a live chat. Uh, referring to a moment where the former president invited Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake to the stage. Uh, however, Ron Watkins, who many believe, who many people believe started the QAnon movement, claimed there was no body double at the rally, just Trump. Uh, so he's the reasonable one, apparently. Uh, oh, I see. Kennedy wasn't the only dead celebrity supposedly uh, supporting Trump's baseless claims of election fraud in Arizona. As one of Protzman's followers also claimed he saw Tupac Shakur and Kobe Bryant. Uh, <laughs> QAnon has claimed a connection to Kennedy before, previously suggesting that he and his son John F. Kennedy Jr. would somehow rise from the dead to help Trump uh, reclaim the presidency. Oh, that's far-fetched. <laughs> I, I, I think it's uh, very exciting, but... Uh, you know, They're not living in reality. Well, the thing is, though, too, I mean... Uh, uh, you know, the Kennedy is very handsome men, and I have a feeling that they don't quite look the same now. So uh, <laughs> I would think not. Uh, John Hopwood uh, points out in the chat that JFK would be 104 years old. Mm -hmm. Yes. You uh, don't look good at that age. Probably not. No, no. Uh, Jenny says uh, apparently he will also uh, come back as a Republican, <laughs> according to the theory. Well, you know, it, n nothing. Uh, that's possible because but it's not going to happen. But uh, I'll tell you, if Reagan today was running for president again, he'd have to be a Democrat. Nah, he would. No, nah, I disagree. He, he would wouldn't adapt. win as a Republican. I would say that about Nixon. I would. A not. lot of Republicans don't like Reagan anymore. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, because Trump came along and they forgot all about Reagan. <laughs> Hopwood also says in the chat, uh, John C. Hopwood, uh, his referring to JFK, his Addison's disease would have killed him by the end of his second term if he hadn't been murdered in 1963. That's probably true. He was really in bad shape. And uh, Rocky Uber points out, isn't he missing his brain? You know, because he was shot in the head. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good point. But uh, apparently that doesn't matter to uh, to Q. He's going to rise from the dead. To Q, he's probably a zombie? <laughs> oh, yes, he's a zombie. All right. Anyway. Uh, we're going to begin to wrap up because uh, coming up next uh, right here at WMNH 95.3 is uh, the weekly die-on, and it's a very special uh, weekly die-on this week. Uh, I don't know if it's okay to spill the beans or not. Uh, ben Dion is here, and there's uh, Daryl uh, Dion. You don't have to spill the beans. He just walked well, in. Well, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was wondering. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, so, uh, And Daryl, I, I heard you had a little bit of a fall. Yeah, yeah. He's doing well, looks like. Are you guys uh, you guys making a big announcement tonight? Should I not? Uh, I'm not sure you put it out, I think what's not, that? Not sure. Oh, okay. It's okay to say it. Oh, I thought it was okay. Just, just for a while. Okay, so the last yeah, so the last uh, weekly die on is uh, Ben said it's okay to say it is coming up tonight. It'll be at, missed at at six p.m. Yes, a great yes. show. But you there could you return. go. Yes, yes. Bands do that all the time, Re right, Dar? Well, you know, keep that. Yeah, you want to keep that uh, option open, obviously. Fans do but, that uh, all the time. That's Absolutely. that's Absolutely. right. They they do their retirement tours and then they uh, do the reunion tours. So, that's right. So it uh, could happen. Uh, what happened, Daryl? Did you fall on some ice, sir? Exactly. Uh, I hear you were cleaning the ice. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, Ben, I need. I can't get these on. Well, that, we gotta wrap got up a in a minutes? second. Well, yeah, we got we got a, a couple <laughs> quick minutes, and then I want to wrap up to make room for you guys. But uh, and I gotta go jump on a call uh, because the first Thursday of every month, I uh, call into the Doctor Kevin Show on Dr. the Kevin. Old Times Radio Network. Oh, what time do you call in? Uh, six, six oh, to seven. Excellent. Yeah, I just go upstairs and do it from there. But um, yeah, so so this is it uh, for a while tonight. Yeah, uh, and uh, the accident was uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, I decided that uh, uh, I was at a hotel for a week because they were redoing my bathroom because I had issues. Yeah, uh, and they had to retile it, so I couldn't be home. Yeah, I got home on a Thursday, and my driveway was a mess, and all that snow and rain had fallen and frozen. Yeah. And I had no, no way to clean it. So I decided that Saturday, which was very sunny out, it was cold, but sunny. Yeah. I bought a hundred pounds of rock, rock ice, uh, and just distributed it amongst And I'm, you know, I was making some progress Then I, I got behind my vehicle and boom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you're uh, lucky you didn't break a hip. It's not. Well, I, I fractured it. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, yes. that sucks. Uh, but that's coming along well. And the elbow okay. is fine. Uh, it's, it's shattered. Uh, it's broken. But, uh, you know, I'm making progress. It, you know, I, uh, very little pain factor. Uh, I can take it. If you have a good spirit and you're strong, you're a good healer. Absolutely. Uh, Rocky Huber in the chat says, I think Daryl got down and dirty with Easy G. <laughs> and he's telling people he slipped on some ice. You should see Easy G. <laughs> Want to get down and dirty with me? I love that. <laughs> Want to get down and dirty with me? All right. Well, now, do you guys, wow. do you guys have any guests coming on for your final show? or? Yeah, John. I believe uh, John Clayton will be joining us. Perfect. John was uh, John was a key factor in Ben getting the uh, radio show. And your first ah. guest, am I correct? Was he your first guest then? Was he your first guest? Technically, he was our second guest. Your second guest. But that was like our first more organized show, you could say. Ah. Are we going to hear a little more history of the city with uh, Clayton today? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the events coming up, and yeah, that's little... always fascinating. That's oh, Manchester moments. That's yes. the segment. You, gotta you know wait what, for that what, one what always amazes me is his ability to retain all that information in his brain. He's lived it. No doubt about it. And <laughs> it, and it's in his soul. Yes. So when anything is that deep, you don't lose it. Because uh, I have memories of my past that I'll never forget because it's it's embedded. That's right. You know, for John, it's been a whole life, History. a lifetime yeah. of him you know, just just encompassing all this history in his whole body and soul. Now, a quick question. So is this, um, uh, this is the end. Obviously, you know, you're just too busy. You got a lot going on, right? It's it's oh. it's a lot of reasons. And I think the biggest one is just I don't have the time to put into the show. Yeah. To get guests, to add new things to the show like I've wanted to. Yeah. And it's not, it hasn't been consistent enough. I mean, we'd, we'd have one show and then we'd beat off two weeks because of meetings. And yeah. I just... Didn't, clearly just didn't have enough time. So I didn't want to keep doing that because I felt like it wasn't fair mm -hmm. to the, to the listeners and, and to, to myself is because the show is, is meant to be weekly. It's meant to have a specific guest and talk yeah. about the events and what's going on. And I just haven't been able to do that. So I, I thought it was uh, the right time to kind of take a break. doesn't mean that, you know, I won't be back. And I, you know, I've talked to, to Jason, the station They're They're perfectly fine with me coming back at a later date. Yeah. As yeah. great as your show was, it is an honor, it's honorable that you're taking your office seriously. We need more people like that. To, if we're going to fix our problems in this city, we need you like people that will do the job and get the right thing done. Well, so it's congratulations. Funny. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate Excellent. that. And I really thought to myself, too, how do other people 
do other things besides their job and then being an alderman or school board member or mayor or what, like I don't I don't see how you can it's it's a lot and having a family too that was the other thing too yeah. is not having yeah. enough time, time for yeah of course for the family to Absolutely. hang out and if, and if, he's got a new job yeah a new son you know Lincoln yeah. City. If, if 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 you listen to the automatic board and the school board how many times do they ask the mayor uh where did this come from I didn't get that it's in your you have package. to read it all yeah they don't they don't come prepared yeah. And then they, and then they're the very ones who are going to complain. Saying, I didn't see that. Well, you didn't read it. It's a, exactly. That's the thing I think people don't realize. That it's a lot of reading because we'll get agendas that are hundreds of pages. Well, then you're not full-time employees, so you have right. to catch right. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we get that the Thursday before the meeting. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap up because, of course, you guys are coming up next at 6 p.m. And, and have a great uh, final show. Uh, here, Thank you, Matt. Or, or, Appreciate or, it. Thanks, Matt. final for now here at WMNA. i got to tell you, it's been a fabulous four years, man. Yeah? Wow, it's I've been had, that long? I've had a ball. Damn. I've yeah. had a ball. Wow. God willing, you'll come back. Absolutely. You know, the funny part about this, the exit, is Ben was reluctant to tell me because <laughs> he was, uh, he, you know, he didn't know how I would react. Yeah. I says, Ben, this is your show. Yeah. I'm just comic relief. <laughs> you don't want to take over, Ben? Uh, no. Uh, Daryl? No. Apparently, people think I do, but I'm uh, not. All right. Very good. All right, guys. Well, the Weekly Dion is coming up next at 6 p.m. Make sure you tune in for that. Thank you so much, guys. Glenn, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who called today, everybody in the chat room. If you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And I am off to go call in to the Dr. Kevin show. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, weather be damned. I guess it's supposed to be kind of nasty, but I'm sure I'm sure I won't have any problem getting here. It's not like I live far, far away. <laughs> you could always walk here. That's Slow, true. I did, slowly, there'll be a lot of ice. I, I, I did. I did walk here once. It only took me about 20 minutes from from where I live, so it's not too bad. All right, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here, uh, and I will talk at y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Au revoir. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers, delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.